as I was looking through notes and praying this afternoon and listening to my music that I have here, I got got a uh, music on my phone and I got a little speaker there and I listen to I like uh, <clears throat> I like I grew up with it. I like country gospel type music, quartet type music. So that's what I was listening to. I was listening to the Happy Goodmans and all of the and a lot of the Bill Gaither stuff, you know. And and I was going through a bunch of. I got a little black case I carry. It's got all kinds of. I got a lot of <laughs> sermons in there. And I was just going through and praying, asking the Lord about that. And I come across one that just seemed to to be the one, so I'm going to talk about it tonight. And it's God's plans are greater. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to do, and so you go and you ask an expert, and they share with you plans to help you to get out of your situation? It could be financial or you talk to a financial planner or it could be physical that you talk with a doctor about. You know, there are many, many life situations that that present huge problems to us. But God has a plan that's greater than any problem or any situation or circumstance that you find yourself in. For one thing, God does not think like we do. Isaiah 58, 55, 8, and 9 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I'm going to read this from the, I want to read this out of the, the New Living Translation. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now, as we begin to look at this, how many of you, as as a kid growing up, you 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 know, you get into junior high and high school and you start thinking about what you want to be and how many of you have ever ever sort of made plans you wanted to be this or that or something else huh well I got 15 people out of this whole congregation (laughs) that had any plans to do anything (laughs) I know that's not true (laughs) You know, you you start thinking about what kind of profession you'd like to d- go into and so forth, and and but you know, I had plans like that as a kid. I I liked my best subjects in school was science and and history, and uh, so I I when, you know, I remember in junior high school, eighth grade. We studied geology, and then uh, we studied, uh, and our Miss Hargrave was my eighth grade 
science teacher, and she she liked meteorology, and so we did a whole bunch of on, more on meteorology than we did anything else. And I said, well, man, that, that's that sounds interesting. That's that sounds. <laughs> I remember we had to remember, oh, I just still remember, we had to remember 53 different cloud formations. And and then, I, and then I read every book in the Garland Junior High School. That's what, when I went to school, it was, it was, you went to, through the sixth grade, you went to elementary school, and then seven, eight, and nine was junior high, and high school was 10, 11, and 12. Now, it's not that way now. Now, they got it all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I read every book in that library on race car driving. I, I went, So I, went, I decided I was going to be a geologist, a meteorologist, or a race car driver. <laughs> But when I was 16 years old, God had different plans for me, and I made a choice to go that direction. And there are a lot of people that have done that. You know, they thought one way, but God had another way. You know, even in the Bible, you begin to see this. Gideon, he was just hiding from the enemy, and uh, but God had a different plan for him. God had a plan for him to be a a leader, a deliverer of Israel. Moses thought he was going to take care of sheep the rest of his life, but God had a better plan. Peter thought he was going to have to go back to fishing, but God had a better plan. Paul was killing Christians, but God had a plan for him to be the to minister to the Gentiles. You know, I found out that in many situations, and you can think of solutions, but if you will go to the Lord, you'll find out that he has a much better plan. <coughs> Excuse me. As... I was growing up, my dad used to tell me, he said, son, if it's worth doing right, if it's worth doing, do it right or don't do it at all. And so, you know, I found out that with God, if you if you want to want to work with him, then you do it his way or don't do it at all because you're going to end up in a mess. And let's think about, I just want to teach a little bit today. Let's think about God's greater plans. And let's go read in Exodus 3 about the children of Israel. Start with the seventh verse. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I've come down to deliver them out of, the, out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to, the, to a good, a land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hittites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I've also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. 
Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh. This is him talking to Moses. That you might bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, here are the Israelites. They were in this captivity. And it's, he says here, I've seen their oppression. I've heard their cries. But it didn't seem like anything was happening. Have you ever been that way? Where you've been praying and doesn't seem like that there's <laughs> nothing's happening, nothing's going on? Wondered if God even cared? Maybe Israelites thought maybe God wasn't hearing them. Now, I want to say something. I want you to get I want you to get a hold of this. When you're praying and asking for something, silence doesn't mean that God hadn't heard you and that he is not working on your behalf. Here, he said that he had heard their cries and that, you know, we find, let me say it like I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. What God had to do, that's the best way to say it, what God had to do to deliver Israel, number one, he had to find a leader. Someone to go and that would face Pharaoh. And, uh, you know, God may not have said anything to you all, but he may be looking for someone to come across your path to help you with your situation. So we need to keep believing him and keep following him. You know, sometimes your situation involves somebody else. This situation involves somebody else. He, got, he found Moses taking care of the sheep out in the middle of the desert. And he told him, he said, I'm hurt. I've heard Israel cry. I'm sending you. Now, God called Moses to become the leader of Israel. But now, wait a minute. He is, he is out in the middle of the desert because he had run from, from Egypt. He grew up in the palace. And, but he didn't, like, he, he, he didn't like the way they were treating his people. And so he killed one of the Egyptians, and now he's running. He run for his life out there. So he he's staying out there. Now here it is. He talks to he talks to uh, Moses. Moses is way out away from Egypt. Now before you make moves, you got to put stuff together. Now let's let, let's let's look at this for just a minute. Here's Moses out there. Some people try to think say, Moses in the desert right here when God spoke to him, and the the ne the ne the next few hours he's down there in Egypt. No, it didn't happen that way. There's a lot of things that took place. He had to get it. He had to get things in order before he could go back to Egypt, and uh, then he had to travel. 
it took it took some time for Moses to appear on the scene. In the meantime, the Israelites are wondering why God hadn't done anything for them. You know, nothing seemed to be changing. Actually, stuff it got worse. Now, the truth of the matter is, God was doing something all the time. He had a greater plan than they could imagine. God planned for Moses to take them out of Egypt. All they were wanting is to be out from underneath the taskmasters that was leading them. See, if you want to tap into what God's plan is for you, you can't go by what you see. You can't go by what's, uh, what's going on. You've got to go by, what, by believing God because he has a far greater plan than you'll ever think about. Now, here we see this group of God's people called Israel. We that are born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ are God's people. We have been ado uh, adopt, uh, adopted into the family or engrafted, as the Word of God says. And uh, some of you people out here know something about engrafting because you sometimes you'll take an orange tree and you'll and, you know, cut that little deal and put another limb on there and engrafting something else there to make something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do that. So <clears throat> we are God's spiritual children. The Israelites was his physical children. Okay? Now here they got out of Egypt. Now, I could go into more explanation talking about how they were delivered by the blood and talk about the the the, marriage, uh, the the supper that they ate and so forth and so on. And then I could go back and I could establish the fact that God, through Jesus, established another covenant. We call it the communion and then he went and shed his blood, the Lamb, the Lamb of God. See, I could go into all that, but I, I don't want to go there. I want us to look at the, these people got out of Egypt. Man, they were excited. Man, here they are. They're, they're, they're out from underneath tyranny of Pharaoh. And they're going out across there, and they ran into the Red Sea. They can't go around it. And Pharaoh now, he let them go, but now he's mad. And he gets, he gets his armies together, and they come chasing them. And there they are, standing there looking at the Red Sea, seeing the Egyptians coming up behind them. And they begin to say, why did you bring us out here? We're going to die in the wilderness. We, we might as well have died in Egypt, you know. So that's, just, that's the way they were talking. And uh, in the, I, I imagine the Israelites are about like us. I imagine they said, well, I know God accepts us escape, but now look at the mess we're in. Can God do it again? That's the question sometimes that comes to your mind and my mind before. Will God do it again? Yeah, he will. He'll do it again and again. Yeah. Now, 
the people, they've been delivered. And they saw the hand of God deliver them. And now they turn right back around. And instead of looking at God's plan, they begin to look at what they see. They see that God had a plan to deliver them, and now they're in this mess. Okay? So Moses, you know, they assumed they going to die, and Moses said, told them, stand still and listen, and God had a plan. And as you begin to look at this, and you read about it here in the 14th chapter. Moses, you know, the Lord told him what to do. And so he stretched his hand out over the deal, over the sea, and it parted. And they went across. And in fact, he told them, he, he, he told the Egyptians, he said, he said, I mean, he told the Israelites, God has a plan. And he told them what it was. We're going to go across here. And the, and the Egyptians, if you read it there in one of the places, it says, the Egyptians that you see now, you'll see no more. So, see, God always has a plan. Sometimes people get out. They start with the plan, but they get out of the plan. Israel here was about to get out of the plan. They were about ready to... Give up and go back to Egypt. Come on now. I'm talking about God has a, has a greater plan. They had, and they got on the other side. Now, the Bible goes on and it talks about, after they got on the other side, they looked back and they saw the, they, they saw the Egyptians coming right down after them. They, they came into the, into the sea. But Moses turned around and did what God, with God's plan, God told him he put the rod back out over the sea and the water came in on top of the Egyptians, their horses, their chariots, and all of them, and you didn't see them no more. That's what God said. See, God's plan. God has a plan. Just like that. And Paul tells us that what happened to the children of Israel happens as examples or examples for us. And we see that all through, as you read the historical books there in the Old Testament, and the books of the, about the kings and all of that, First and Second Samuel and the kings and all of that, you see that they'll be going with God's plan, everything going good, and then they get off out of God's plan, and he got, they run back, and God helps them. Now we get on through here, and he, be, he wants them and he's trying to get them to follow his plan. They even get to the promised land, but they still wouldn't follow his plan. 
and the older generation died in the wilderness and the younger generation went in to the promised land. But if you'll read in that, there in that chapter, there in, in Joshua, in the last verse, last few verses down there, those, it says, I told Joshua there in, in 8 and 9, be, be strong and courageous three times. And then at the end, the people told him, said, be strong and courageous. And anybody that doesn't follow your plan, we're going to get rid of them. I mean, that's what it says. You, you, know, you want me to go read it for you? It's nine o'clock. I was trying to hurry, but let me let me just go do that because it's it. I want y'all to see this because it's. Uh, it, it, I'm talking about following his plan. Now, here here it right here. This uh, he told me strong and courageous, and and then he gets down here to the end, and 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 it said and it said according as we verse twelve here in this first chapter. Uh, according as we have hearkened unto the Moses, all things, so will we hearken or listen to what you have to say. And then it, at verse 18, whoever he be that does not, whoever he be that does rebel against the commandments and will not listen to your words and all that you command command him he shall be put to death only be strong and courageous that younger group they said listen we had to live in the desert because our parents wouldn't follow and our grandparents wouldn't follow God's plan we're not going to go there so if somebody don't want to follow the plan we're going to get rid of him that's exactly what they said did you read it there yeah. See, they said, we're going to follow God's plan. That's what we got to learn to do. You know, we got to keep reminding ourselves of that. When there seems to be no, there seemed to be no way for Israel, God made a way. He's the way maker. We sang a song about that. God will make a way where there is no way. But you got to be willing to follow him when it looks like nothing's happening. When you don't feel like anything's happening, when you don't think anything is happening, you got to learn to keep following the plan. And that's not easy. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt and the cap. <laughs> She'll tell you, my wife will tell you, I got bunches of caps. <laughs> God can open doors that man says is locked. God can raise you up when everybody else is putting you down. Great victories come out of impossible situations. Everybody is talking about they want a victory. Did you know there's never been a victory without a fight? Come on now. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is God's got a great plan. Just stay with his plan. Stay believing what the word of God says and follow that. God, you know, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. 
And I didn't, I didn't make that up. My dad did. He had it in the five leaf of his Bible. I saw it when I was a kid. And I got it right here. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. K.E. Hagen, K.W. Hagen. Now, you may be in the situation where there seems like there's no escape. But God has a greater plan. If you'll keep believing Him and believing what the Word said, the Word said He would supply your needs. The Word said He would heal you. The Word said He would protect you. The Word says that He would satisfy you with long life. That's His plan. Believe it and follow it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what somebody else is saying. Maybe, and then maybe you're starting to say, well, maybe I need to make my own plans. No. You make your own plans, you get yourself in trouble. The Bible says in Proverbs 19:21, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, it's the Lord's counsel that will stand. The expanded version says people can make all kinds of plans, but only the Lord's plans, purpose, purpose and advice will happen or succeed. This verse is saying that God's plans will prevail. It doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. God's plans don't change. Man's plans change. God's plans don't change. You know, some people want to say, well, you know, this and that. Let me tell you what, you come too late to tell me that I can't tap into the plan of God and, 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 and have success. That's what he told. That's why in that first chapter there, he told, he told Joshua in Joshua 1, 8, don't let the don't let this law depart. In other words, we need to but don't let the word depart from your eyes, and you'll be you'll be successful in life. And see, you know. Let me let's look at it. Just remember that you're not the only one that faces problems, situations. Look in the Bible. Abraham and Sarah couldn't have a child, but God said they could. Joseph was falsely accused and put in prison, but he come a prime minister. Moses was trapped in caring for sheep, but he became the deliverer of Israel. David was chased all over by King Saul, but he became the greatest king that Israel ever had. Daniel was put in the lion's den, but he came out because God had a plan. Joseph ended up in the belly of a fish, but God had a better plan. Three Hebrew children were put in the fire furnace, but God had a better plan. The woman with issue of blood for 12 years was six. The doctors couldn't help her, but God had a better plan. Paul and Silas were locked in prison, but God had a plan. John was exiled on the island, but God had a plan. God still has a plan for everybody. When it looks impossible and defeat looks imminent, God still has a plan. Luke 18:27 says, when it's impossible with man, it is possible with God. I choose to believe the promises of God. I choose, that's his plan. I declare that. You know, when people ask me, 
about situations and about plans and so forth and so on. They say, well, what do you think about this and what do you think about that? And, man, look at all the, look at all the trouble that you've been in. Well, let me tell you what. Psalms 34:19 says, Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's his plan. Romans 8:37. Yea, in all these things you are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's his plan for us to be more than a conqueror. Not just a conqueror. More than a conqueror. 1 Corinthians 15:57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us spirit of fear but a power and a love and a sound mind. I tell, I, I, I quote that scripture all, almost daily, every day. Because, you know, as the head of a worldwide ministry, there's I face stuff all the time. And the devil tried to tell you, hey, man, I've had him try to tell me, you're going you're gonna to take down this ministry that your dad built up. You're going to take it down in just a few years. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not getting, you ain't going to put no fear on me. God will come do. God has a plan. This is his plan. I'm going to follow his plan, and I'm going to come through on the other side. You know, Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's my answer when people want to tell me about, say things to me. Let me tell you something. The truth is that God is listening to you when you're praying. God is listening to what you're saying. And when you're saying the words that line up with his word, things will, you start saying the words that line up with his words, things will start happening because you then are getting in the plan of God. You're going to have to get with the plan of God if you're going to come out on the other side. I don't intend to go down in the middle of the sea. You see all that yellow there? That's that, that's what that's where I that's what I live by. That's God's plan. This is God's plan. God said it. I believe it. That settles it and there's nothing that can keep you from enjoying the benefits that God says belongs to you. God has a plan and God's plan will work if you'll work the plan, he'll work the plan. Hallelujah. Everybody stand and praise God. Amen. I mean, it's time to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.